This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Spartan 117. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. Anthony and Skyler will take it from here. Master Chief, out. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. My name is Anthony Nicolosi. And I'm Skylar Sokol. Whose birthday is today? Skylar's birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, Skylar, what the heck are we talking about on your birthday? It's got to probably be like your favorite topic ever. I, it's definitely not, but at least it's a topic that it's about a type of game I enjoy, which is roguelike. Something that uh, is very close to my heart. I played so many and like the concept is really appealing to me. I really love them. And, um, it's also a type of game. Anthony basically has no experience with, um, until until today, until today. Uh, so I guess we can start it by chatting about your experience or we can uh maybe i'll i'm just gonna talk a little bit about what a roguelike is to me what that means and then we'll maybe go tell from everybody what it is because yeah. like if it was That's me I mean. and i didn't know <laughs> yeah so a roguelike so roguelikes originated from like text-based and ascii-based dungeon crawling games the original one was called rogue there's also one called like dungeon crawl stone soup there's a there's one you can uh you can actually get that game on Linux with apps to install. Even in our very really? secure laboratory, you could get uh, you could get Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup. It's just called Crawl inside oh. Linux, but it's based in Ubuntu. Um, so, anyway, those games are the characterization of a roguelike is it's a one t- one and done kind of game. Permadeath is a huge thing in roguelikes. You play until you die, and then you start over, um, and then you play again. Um, and in the original roguelikes, that was it. There was no, no care, nothing carried over. And in a lot of roguelikes that exist now, that's still the case. There's a really good ASCII roguelike, in my opinion, the best ASCII roguelike that's ever been made called Caves of Quud, Q-U-D. It's on Steam. It, I've owned it forever. Literally, it's been out for like, I feel like years and still the developers push updates like weekly. An ASCII roguelike that people... Okay. Yeah, so basically, like, it's because you used to play them in a command prompt, right? And so the only way to represent a map and stuff was using ASCII characters. So, like, the bunch and, like, different characters represent different things. Like, an A represents something. You're usually an at sign and stuff like that. Um, but Caves of Quad does it in, like, a really nice way. And, like, there's graphics and stuff. It's not, like, it just takes takes Ooh, graphics. from the, the ASCII rogue, like, like genre. Yeah, exactly. One thing that's, like, characteristic of those, of those games is that the learning curve is huge. You have to memorize, like, a fuck ton of controls. Like, all this shit. Like, they are hard to get into. But they're some of the most, like, deeply satisfying games because they, like, procedurally generate an entire world for you from scratch with, like, lore and stories and history and villages and characters characters that all have their own like personalities and things and you like find them and it's different every time and that's a huge part of roguelikes is procedural generation and random chance like stuff that you Mm. find it's not like random like uh it's not output randomness it's input randomness where there's randomness going into the system and then you like find it and you make decisions based on that randomness um random 
So, like, in the original roguelikes, you would find scrolls, and the scrolls' names would just be random characters, and you have to use it or use an identify scroll on it to figure out what it does. Otherwise, you just do it, and you find out. In The Binding of Isaac, a more modern roguelike, you find pills, and the pills are various colors, and they start as question marks, and until you use it, you have no idea which pill it is. And it's different every run, so you 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 can't use previous information. So, if you get the orange pill and you use it, and it reduces your attack power, you're like, fuck, and then you avoid them from then on or you just choose not to use them at all if you don't want to take the risk Hmm. um another thing that's really characteristic of roguelikes is that there's like a bunch of different random items you can get a bunch of different random builds in caves of quad there's like a bunch of races and classes and mutations and spells you can find in the buying of isaac you just run into random items and as you get those items it builds your character so by the end of a roguelike that you're playing you like have this unique character that's basically fully unique and just yours that someone else it'd be very hard for someone else to have that character because they would have to get the exact same random build as you and that's not that easy um and even if they did all the levels they played would have been different than yours all the rooms they experienced would have been different um that's cool and the last thing i'll say about roguelikes is a lot of most for most roguelikes binding of isaac most modern roguelikes which are actually referred to as rogue lights L-I-T-E, because the the big thing that distinguishes a roguelite from a roguelike is that the permadeath is not totally permadeath. There's stuff that carries over. So, like, in... uh, So, Hades is technically roguelite. Yes, and almost all modern roguelikes are roguelite. Um... Binding of Isaac is a roguelite because you unlock new items that then can appear later that couldn't appear before. There's like some sort of progression. There's a shoot 'em up roguelike, bullet hell roguelike called The Void Reigns Upon Her Heart that I really like that uses a similar mechanic. I've played it on stream. Um, similar mechanic to the Binding of Isaac where you like unlock wet items for the future. You get more information in future runs, like stuff that would have been hidden before is no longer hidden. You get the information, that kind of stuff. That's what makes it a roguelite rather than a roguelike. Um, But the last thing that's really big in roguelikes is that usually when you finish them, like in the Binding of Isaac, when you beat the first boss of the Binding of Isaac, that you beat mom for the first time, that's like the beginning of the game. And that takes a long time usually. Usually roguelikes, to beat beat it once takes like 10 to 20 hours usually. Mm. Um, Just to beat it once, and that's like just to start the game. And then when you're really experienced, you could probably, like you can beat the whole, a whole run of the Binding of Isaac in like 45 minutes. Um, okay. but to like get the final story, you need to do that like 20 times, but like more stuff happens every time new enemies appear, harder things happen. You get new items you can use. There's like new bosses and new rooms and hidden extra stuff to find that like slowly expands every time you finish the game. This is similar in Hades and similar in most roguelikes that finishing the game isn't actually finishing the game. That's just like the beginning. That really is like the beginning of the game. Right, right. Cause okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. So that's like well, a general overview of roguelikes, at least from my are. perspective. But why do you like them so much? So I think the random, my favorite kind of games, like board games especially, are tactical games. Tactical games are where you're given a series of information, you're given some situation, and you have to figure out from what you know about the situation how to act in the immediate 
you're not planning really ahead because you can't because there's so much like stuff that happens before you get to make your next decision. You know what I mean? You can have a loose plan, but really you're taking the random elements that are given to you and making a decision. And the roguelike is like that exact concept turned into a video game, right? Every time you're given a random decision and tactically based on what's been going on in your run, based on what blah, 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 you make a decision at that moment and it's always random. And so the decisions are always really interesting. You know, I get bored very easily from doing the same thing more than once. And right. because the roguelikes are, have such a variety, it doesn't feel that way. You know, like I, what I, for a while when I was working from home, I would do a run of the Binding of Isaac every day, just one run. And it was very satisfying. It was so fun to do that. And there's not that many like games you can do that just because with. it's never the games. same, right? Right. It's completely different. And it's very hard. Is another thing. Roguelikes are very notorious for being extremely challenging games. But challenging from the perspective of completing them, in, you know, in our whole run is challenging, or because the mechanics of them are challenging. No, there's you know? that they're they're designed well. They're designed to be challenging. You know? Like I think the so. Bio of Isaac is hard because there's you have you have to execute the mechanics very well, I guess. Okay. Right? It's not that the mechanics are they're very simple, but to execute them extremely well is hard. It's good. It's like Rocket League, you know? Sure. You no, get because really like, good at the set of mechanics in the game. Like Hades was easy what I played so well, far. You, I would I mean you'd say it's easy but you didn't even beat the first boss, right? If it was easy you should have beaten the first boss already. Yeah, but you that was the game it already. It didn't feel like I didn't feel like I was good if that makes sense. I felt like that's why I thought it was easy was because I got to the boss already and I didn't even feel like I was doing good. Uh well the first boss like that's sort of how roguelikes work, right? I'm just saying, right? I'm just saying like the the, Getting to the, the thing first that's boss challenging isn't hard. The but thing you that was get- challenging about it wasn't the really the moment to moment gameplay. Although the the boss was like the boss part was weird. I didn't figure. I obviously didn't figure it out because I got killed. But um, it was more of like you need to like make you need to keep yourself in a good enough shape. You know, going into the boss the whole run when you come back through to. So it was more of like the macro challenge of it more so than the micro challenges presented along the way if that but, makes sense i mean every time you get hit you're failing a micro challenge right in my head the micro challenges in like using that wording for hades were like the rooms so like every room was a micro little right moment. but in my mind if you get hit at all in a room you've basically failed that room yeah if if you're if you're striving for that kind of like macro level thing that that right? is the case. So then, so in that way, I would say it wasn't actually easy, right? Uh, I don't know. It seemed easy to me. It was like it, but I, it, I'm confused I felt how you like can say it's easy when you died and you never beat the boss. Like, because didn't I didn't feel like I was trying run. hard. Like I felt like I wasn't like super sweating. I feel like something is hard for me if I'm trying hard and I'm failing. But I wasn't trying I hard. I well, was trying, I, like, I, I think if you tried hard, you would still fail. Okay. Maybe, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Maybe. I think I don't so. Think, At I least think I would you might beat, beat the boss. first boss relatively quickly. And I also beat the first boss relatively quickly. But trust me, gets really fucking hard. Yeah, the final is, boss is like nearly impossible the first try. At least and it there's took me also, like four tries to beat the final there's boss. There's also an angle of this of like maybe that's just the implementation for Hades. The point I'm trying to bring up is like 
what is the hard part? You know, like, is it the way I experienced it wasn't necessarily that the moment to moment gameplay was like crazy tough. It was more of the macro challenge of completing the run, you know, was hard. Like it's hard to go through all the way and beat the boss, but like the moment but that's to moment element, moment to moment to gameplay is challenging enough that you lose health. But over they're the course not of the challenging. Run. They f- like if they were challenging, I feel like like uh, I would get punished much more severely by the time I'd get to the boss. You know, but like you I'd did, be getting like, the boss with like ten health because it was so fucking hard all the way there. The time you got to the boss, you had thirty health. Out yeah, of, not ten, fifty, right? And I but, lost it mostly because I fucked up my dash press into a p- disappearing platform and a bunch of pro- projectile shots. That's what I'm saying. Like it wasn't hard, moment huh. to moment I, gameplay. I, feel like you, I, I don't, I don't know. It's interesting to me. It doesn't feel like you can say it. You can make that judgment. I guess is what is more what I'm saying. I don't think you played enough and played it in the right way to make a judgment on whether it's hard or not. Considering you didn't even beat the easiest boss in the game. But the the I, the discussion is about the challenging part of the roguelike of Hades so far to me was going through all of the way and beating the boss, you know, like not dying through the whole thing, right? Like that macro challenge. But the moment to moment challenges weren't that fun, like to or sorry, hard, getting to hard. Like the 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 rooms I found myself in felt like. I, to your point, it was like, make sure you don't do a little fuck up so that you can eventually get to the really actually hard thing. It felt like right. busy work. It felt like busy work to get to the real hard thing. That's how it felt so far. And that's what my question was aimed at was like, other games, are they like always, you know, how it, how the boss room was hard? Are they like hard all the time? And then on top of that, you need to add the whole you know, you die, you start over element. Yeah, like I guess the- I disagree with your semantics because to me, the fact that you got hit in most rooms you were in meant you were failing them, and so they were hard. Okay, but that they, they, that's not hard for me, I guess. So I, we have a... Hard for me was they it felt like busy right. work i, I guess in your mind the only goal is be is what was your goal then right like because what's the definition of hard is like what challenge are you trying to complete and were you able to complete that challenge right and for me i think it was just like moving through the spaces right like i i enter the room and i'm just trying to move through the room this well right because the goal of the game is to, to beat what? the final boss and you didn't even get close but like I, Maybe we can get to like what I think of roguelikes so far later. But all I was trying to ask with this conversation was, does the hard part come from the macro or the micro in the way I defined it? It sounds like Hades implementation in particular for me, maybe through the only through that first boss, because like later, like you said, it gets way harder. And like even the enemies that I experienced got harder. You just had the little stupid blob boys and the hammer guy. And then you had the guys shooting the projectiles and you had more of them and they were immune and blah, 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 blah. So like it definitely scaled and I can see like, okay, way harder. I was just, that's the question. Having not played a lot of roguelikes at all, (laughs) minus literally an hour of Hades. Uh, right. I think I don't think I've played another one like uh, you haven't that's 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 where the question was coming from yeah and I guess for me I think even the moment to moment gameplay in Hades is hard if you're playing to win if you're playing to beat the final boss the moment to moment gameplay is very hard because that's every fair. time you get hit is very very bad even yeah, losing no, one fair. health is very very bad yeah yeah 
I guess that's is, fair. is my perspective. And that's why I would argue that both the moment to moment and macro gameplay are difficult. If you're trying to actually complete a run. Yeah. And in the early game, right. Even like just being the first boss getting hit is really bad too. Right. Like, obviously mm-hmm. so i guess if, from that perspective even the smallest yeah as uh as ben says that i said even the smallest mistake is failure <laughs> yeah because then you get to you you put yourself in a bad situation for the end i don't know yeah we'll, we can get to like what i thought of that whole thing later um for me personally but um anyway that was my question continue yeah. with why what you were saying about how you you, you said you played you play Binding of Isaac every day working from home. That it's really nice, and that it was hard. It was difficult, um, and that's where this 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 conversation. Yeah, is. no, I think it's really interesting, right? Like beating a full run of a roguelike is very challenging. Basically, no matter how good you are at the roguelike, and probably like, that's pretty a crazy satisfying. thing about them. Yeah. Like Northern Lion, uh, he's a YouTuber. He plays the Binding of Isaac every day. He does a run, and he's been doing it for seven years, I think, um, and he still fails. I mean, not that often. He's probably one of the best Binding of Isaac players in the world, but he still loses sometimes, you know? Right. Um, and so, and to me, that's really interesting, right? They're games that feel like they stay challenging and they stay interesting and new, even though you're still playing the same game. And a lot of games don't do that, right? Like once you beat mm-hmm. Bioshock, once you beat Halo, the next time you play the campaign, if you don't change the difficulty or anything, is going to be the exact same game, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, right, you might notice something new, but the the replayability, the whole ro- the whole definition of a roguelike is that it's like infinitely replayable. That's the whole point, right? Yeah, I mean the replayability in those, in my opinion, is different. Like you can play Bioshock the second time a different way, and that makes it replayable. Sure, like but and every but every time you play but a roguelike, the layout it's a different is the way, same. Right? Yeah, 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 the yeah. layout is the same, and the challenges presented to you like Are totally identical, get the point. Right? Yeah, totally yeah, yeah. get the point. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't really super, uh, I just, you know, watching the reviews on Returnal, that's one thing that looked interesting t- from my perspective. That's a, uh, like the, that's a little closer to moment to moment gameplay that I might find interesting, like a little closer. And so that's kind of what I was interested in, in learning more about it. Um, the, and having dynamic, yeah, I'm just thinking the, the way right, the returnal vibes I got a little bit were like doomy to, in some ways, the, the intensity and the, um, ferocity of the fight in some situations that it was always coming at you the bullet hell and everything kind of gave me some doom vibes and i was just thinking like yeah shit if you had like a doom roguelike where like you just kind of were always spawning into new kinds of arenas with enemies and stuff that would be fucked kind of fun for sure yeah um, um but i think for you fighting is what's fun and for most people in roguelikes like the random like adapting to randomness is what's fun yeah well and you were saying and I can, I it like, I can totally see how that's satisfying. Like in, in Hades, when you came back, you got what was it like a new power? I don't know what you call them exactly, but it would be like the new temporary power for that run. Um, right. So like you, I, throughout the run, you get new temporary powers, right? You get god powers yeah, yeah, throughout yeah. the yeah, run. Throughout and the you run, get you new get, random abilities and all that. But like right? for example, always at the beginning, you got one, right? Yes, like you get that one was at the beginning. Yes, that's correct. And um, I was like, well, that's. Uh, that that's exciting you know like to come you it's almost like a, oh fuck i lost but like ooh, what do i get to use this next time you know and mm-hmm. and and exactly. uh 
getting and, and rolling with that. So I, I can see, I totally see the merit there. And I don't even, I wouldn't even say I didn't like that. Like given the way the game is made, like how that works, that's cool. Um, yeah. Like dying doesn't become like a bad thing in some ways. Right. Cause in some ways, like it's like, Oh fuck, I failed the run. But in the other way, it's like, Oh, now I get to experience something basically completely yeah, new. That's a really interesting point. Um, that I don't think I like about roguelikes in general. Like it feels yeah, you, you like you said, that's one way of looking at it. But at the same time, it's like you really didn't accomplish anything. And for like, that's how it, how it registers in my head. Well, this is the um, beauty of rogue lights, right? Is that you did because you got some gems, you stuff. got some yeah, darkness, you got, you got some, some keys, so you can unlock a new weapon. You can get new p- passive upgrades. You can get new like of the new room stuff with the gems in Hades, yeah. for example, or in the Binding of Isaac. You get like new items that appear later that you couldn't get before every run. So that's yeah. why rogue lights are way more popular. Because I agree with you, dying completely and starting from scratch with no carryover is kind of frustrating. But the fact that you like slowly progress no, right. in the background yep. is what makes it okay. I think the key for me to enjoying a roguelike or light, I should say light. I don't think I'd ever like a roguelike. I, I, mo- I think most people I th- would not, honestly. I think I would get really frustrated yeah, yeah. in that one play. But uh, I think the key to, for me to enjoy that um, is that the, the moment-to-moment gameplay is satisfying enough to... Or the uh, the the, I guess it. What I was going to say was that the moment mo- moment to moment gameplay is fun enough to play again, right? Yeah, like, I feel like you just need a first person shooter Halo slash Doom style roguelike, and you would probably really like it. Right, that's one thing. Uh, the other thing would be like the the, I guess theoretically, if I found those you know effects that you get when you come in compelling enough to want to like keep trying them, you know. Um, yeah. that'd be enough. My, my impression, was like, I'm just thinking to myself, that was the first boss. And then I basically did all of that again for the second boss, knowing there's four bosses and I died on the second one. I'm going to be so fucking tilted. I don't give two fucks about what thing I get next time. Like me personally, me personally. Mm. Um, so, but however, it's like you just said, if it was a doom roguelike, I don't give a shit. It's effectively the equivalent of like. Um, a horde mode in a way to me. It's like I'm going into a dynamic horde, uh, procedurally generated horde mode kind of scenario where I'm just going through. It's fun to just, I, I remember like I was telling you in Doom, like the arenas were fun where you just have the guys there and you just fucking, fu- if you just gave me an infinite amount of those, I just want to do that because that's fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think for you, like just the gameplay loop is so important that having a really well-designed, like interesting mechanical roguelike doesn't really matter unless the core gameplay loop is like exactly in line with what you like. I, I just because that's how probably, you play games. Yeah, probably. Uh, like, but Hades was, like I said, I thought it was, I can totally see the merit and why you like that and why that's compelling. It's just like, not my, not my jam. Yeah. yeah. And another thing that's really good about Hades is the story and the narrative aspects and how much work was put into that. And that's not something you were really focusing on either. And that's another thing that really drives people in Hades because like every single time you fail a run, all of the NPCs have new dialogue and new story things and all their individual stories with Zagreus and with each other progress throughout the game as you die and as you make progress, all of the narrative stuff progresses with you, even when you're dying. Yeah, you know, I, I tried at the very beginning. You jumped in, and like I was saying, when I'm playing with friends, I play like if I'm if I care about story, I have to play differently 
than if I'm playing for gameplay for sure. me personally. And um, when we got the 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 other thing about it, I talked about this with Doom Two is like the delivery of story is so important for me. If it's text uh, and like it had voice, it had voice acting. I mean, yeah, the voice acting was Hades great. Hades is hundred percent voice acted. So yeah, that's and a it big was thing. and it and it was great. Um, I think I. I did this with Nintendo games too. I struggle, man. When you give me the option to skip text and their voice acting, I'll skip it and I won't listen to the voice acting. Like yep. it's better for me to not have text and just the voice acting. Uh, but anyway, so I had I had things working against me in a little bit. I did not, like you said, experience that. But um, anyway, it, it was it obviously beautifully crafted in all regards. I just it wasn't my thing. Now yeah. I want to ask so- you. Yeah, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. I'm interested in what you. I wanted to asking. ask you about uh, what your favorite roguelike ever was. Oh, uh... <laughs> is it Binding of Isaac? That's so hard. Um, my favorite roguelike right now in this moment is called "Is Luck Be a Landlord," which is a slot machine roguelike where you spin a slot machine and try and, and win prizes randomly and every time you spin it you get to add new symbols to the slot machine reels and all the symbols have different like interactions with other symbols so you're basically like it's basically like a deck building board game you're like building a slot machine with all the symbols you want and all the synergies you want and hoping that you get like random spins that give you those synergies and stuff your goal is to reach different monetary amounts as you play and it's so fun that game if you haven't played luck be a landlord go fucking get it because it's amazing and it's like five bucks or some shit um one of my the roguelikes i've been most impressed with recently i mean hades is amazing obviously but it's called noita n-o-i-t-a that's on it's on steam it's it's like a pixel the the art is amazing it's like pixelated but all the individual particles are simulated like the physics are crazy if you ever played those sand dropping game like flash games Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm -hmm. you know where you like drop different types of sand and you could like drop fire on gunpowder sand and Mm -hmm. it would explode this game is like that but in a in a roguelike like all of the uh all of the all of the elements interact with each other of all the materials of the area and you get these wands that are like super interestingly customizable um, it's honestly like crazy how how much content is in that game, and I've like only scratched the surface. Also, the uh, the Twitch integration in that game is crazy. You can like your Twitch chat every like minute can vote on like some random event to happen to you while you're playing. One time I was playing, and like I think it was like only Gabe was in the chat, and he voted for Lava Lake, and literally it just spawned like a, this like fucking enormous lake of lava under me that I just like fell in and died instantly. I under your like, casino? No, no, no. This is in Noita, oh, which is like right. which is a side perspective dungeon crawl kind of one. This is they the should add one. that to Luck Be a Landlord. Maybe. Maybe they should, but yeah, I would highly recommend people play Noita if you like roguelikes. That one's amazing. Um, also, the Void Reigns Upon Her Heart, which is the bullet hell shoot 'em up roguelike, is really fucking good. If you like shoot 'em ups, I think it's like one of the best ones. Granted, it's a horizontal shoot 'em up, which is annoying, but um, horizontal shoot 'em like it's not vertical, so your character's not at the bottom of the screen shooting upwards like Galaga or Space mm-hmm. Invaders. You're at the side shooting to something on the other side. You don't like that. I like that less in shoot 'em ups generally, but I still really like the game enough that I don't really care. Um, I also have been, uh, my favorite roguelike that has co-op is Gunfire Reborn. It's a first-person roguelike shooter roguelike that's very fun. I've played with Sean a lot, and that that one I would highly recommend as well. 
Yeah, there that's interesting. That's interesting. I, w- I just thought about, like, if I wanted to play Hades again, the way I'd have to play it for myself is to create the goal of beating the boss or beating the whatever, right? Now that I've ex- I experienced the game, um, don't want to jump back into it from a moment-to-moment gameplay perspective because it's just not my thing. But if I wanted to play it, that would be why, right? It'd be like right. to beat the boss... And so then my mentality would become more of the previous thing you said. I feel like I feel like there's games I've played. Surely there are games that I've played that have had this element of as you work towards the real goal, these nit these nitpicks along the way can fuck you for what you're really trying to accomplish. I think it's common in a lot of games. It just comes out a lot more in roguelikes because yeah. because of the permadeath, right? That's why. Yeah. Yep. Um, um but- but yeah, I think you. Uh, I mean, I think honestly, what we need to do uh, is find a good first-person shooter rogue like for you to try. Either Gunfire Reborn or Evan in the chat recommends Immortal Regneck, which is actually not one I have played, but is a very popular first-person shooter uh, rogue like that people okay. really like. I'm so. on my quest to play games I wouldn't probably play normally. Hades, I actually did it. I actually did it. Evan says it plays similar to Halo. Which one? Immortal Red Redneck. Maybe that's that's the next one you should check out. Yeah, maybe that's the next one I should check out. Maybe I we mean, should have. Honestly, we probably should have had you just play a first person shooter road like from the beginning. But it's okay. Yeah, I it's don't okay. mind supporting Hades. The fucking menus on Hades, dude. <laughs> the menus. It, they're at, like everything about Hades is so well thought out and intentional. It is crazy. And it the art, the animation, crazy. the music yeah. was good too. I like the music. You yeah, didn't even just, get to hear like the sickest music tracks either. I'm it's sure. In the I'm second sure. area, there's such good music. There's yeah, so many good songs in Hades. Yeah, Hades is like it. It's almost like too good to be my favorite rogue. Like, like I guess it's, it's, I it's super good. Uh, it's like they're very like from a game design perspective. That game is nearly flawless, and I most people agree. Like, it's just like one of the best games that's ever been made. Like that's it awesome yeah i like i said it's not my jam of gameplay wise and that gameplay loop so important but damn dude i i don't if i never play hades again i don't give two fucks because they deserved easily the 25 dollars or whatever the yeah, fuck it's I paid. it's unbelievable how, yeah yeah and i mean it this is like so unrelated but it's like sort of a long time coming for that company right because they've made so many good like they made bastion which is like already amazing like uh-huh. to have their first game be that also good and, good music yeah, yeah transistor all their all their games have such amazing transistor also good pyre which is the only one i haven't played of their stuff um also supposed to be good, aren't so. they the guys also who like are well known for not crunching their employees and stuff i think that is a thing yeah i yeah. believe that's true you know um, what they should have fucking rewards for these games where it's like what's the game like how did the game come out and then you maybe could also put like these extra things on it like did they crunch their employees you know oh did i want they, those uh, stats yeah and it, steam and it, should just like comes, penalize them penalize the price they're allowed to put the game up for based on that that shit. would be super. i was just <laughs> thinking even from a review score perspective uh, okay. like you could look at games and be like oh this game is apparently awesome but they fucked their employees over making it you know no or, i want steam to be like permanent 10 percent discount because cd project red pun- punished we're not employees. paying for it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's when epic gets a bunch of new games on this yeah store. exactly <laughs> Right on. Uh, okay, but w- hey, do you, anything else you want to say about roguelikes? What about narratively? What is the best, 
Yeah, okay. So, your favorite roguelike from a narrative perspective. Yeah, because narrative is crazy, narrative. right? Narrative's crazy in a roguelike. Like you're making a narrative for a yeah, game that that's the, that you replay over and over the same game. And like uh, uh, Binding of Isaac basically did it just by like cinematic cutscenes every time you beat the final boss and they slowly enhance. But like honestly, I haven't even I haven't I'm so far from beating like Binding of Isaac completely just because like I it's gotten so many new iterations that I've like never really committed enough. I'm a fan um, of cinematic cutscenes, but but like, hey, honestly, Hades' narrative is like unbelievable. Void raids upon her heart also has good narrative, but Hades is really good. There's actually a new rogue like that came out recently that I've played a bit of. That's really fun called Going Under. It's about this like girl who starts a work job at a startup, and but the le- there's like these like fucking goblins living in the basement. So like they're like, yeah, you're gonna be like our intern, but also you have to go kill the goblins in the basement. And it's like this cool top down like. Uh, you pick a 3D style game where you pick up weapons and just like smack shit with them. Sort of like a third person slash top down smack shit with weapons game where they like break sort of like Breath of the Wild style. Honestly, the combat okay. feels very Breath of the Wildy. Um, but the narrative in that is really well done too. It's very it's similar to Hades and how it's done where like whether you win or lose, it evolves. But then when you win, it evolves like further in like different ways. And the way Hades narrative works is fucking crazy. I don't know how they even designed it. I mean the way they designed it is by recording like fifty thousand voice lines or whatever. Fucked. Like yeah. as Jesse Shell says, whenever don't be fooled. No matter what, narrative is always. F- it ends up boiling down to being just linear. Lots of fuck ton of linear work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's crazy is like roguelikes aren't really linear. Ga- I mean, they're sort of linear, right? The the single experience is vague, somewhat linear, but then each run, like the fact that you're doing multiple runs isn't really linear. So to make a story like that is really, really hard. And somehow in Hades, they just did it. And like all the characters have unique stories and like your story progresses. And when you beat the game, your story progresses. And then there's more to, yeah, it's, yeah, that's, I have no idea. That game is a, yeah. Go if you haven't played Hades and you it appeals to you literally at all, go play it because it's yeah, pretty, it's really pretty good. much like one of the it's best. It's really games super ever made. polished too. If that's yeah, something uh, you're yeah, looking for, perfectly for polished. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, anyway, I think that's like everything for roguelikes. They're they're just they're a really unique genre of game that's really like blown up. They honestly. are. Yeah, they are. Um, and I. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I feel you know enough about the Returnal save situation to talk to it at all and give your opinion on it because I mean Return- I don't I don't I don't even want to grace Returnal with much podcast time because that system it's like so stupid. Like, oh yeah, they no, just like ruined it. Uh, I I just was curious for that yeah. reason. No, I because- I don't think anyone it, it's I don't think that's like controversial. I'm pretty sure every single person feels this way that there's no reason Super you should have punishing. a game. That doesn't let you save when you quit. Like, I can understand a roguelike, right? Where, like, yeah, you play and then you die and you're done. But if I need to, like, leave, fuck that shit. If I need to, like, be outside of the game, like, let me save or don't make your game. Like, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) It's like I'm on a Game Boy and I have to turn my Game Boy off and lose my save or some shit. Like, what year is it? And even Game Boy games have an internal battery to let you save games. So, like... I don't know what what they're what they were thinking with that. I don't know. Yeah, it's really yeah. As I was I, saying to Sean, Hades, um, Hades saves after every encounter. So even if you're in the middle of a run, right when you finish a room, if you quit, you'll start and you'll be right back in that room. Like, why would you not do that for every video game ever? Like, that makes no sense. It just feels disrespectful of my time, is what it feels like. Yeah, you know what they did with yep. Returnal. A hundred percent. It's so pointless. I don't know. 
There's I, no reason to do that. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, so don't play Returnal. Play Hades instead. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say not to not to overly kill Returnal on that one or anything if you're down for it, but Skylar says don't play it. Play Hades no. instead. I mean, Returnal's gameplay may be really fun, but like, I don't fucking care because that design choice is so bad. That, like, I, dude, it would prevent me from playing. Support if I had better PS5. developers than that. Oh man, this is shooting straight on this one. You know what I, I'm missing though. Last thought. Uh, I've never really. I don't even know if it exists, but I would really like a rhythm game roguelike. Get me a rhythm game roguelike, and then I'm in. I'm set That's for life. I don't think one exists. See, I feel like I would maybe, if you gave me like a DDR roguelike, I'd play the fucking shit out oh, of that, Oh, some dude. people would claim that BPM is a rhythm game roguelike. That was, oh, Crypt of the Necrodancer. That was a, basically a rhythm game roguelike, but it wasn't really rhythm gameplay. It was like the rhythm was like underlying the gameplay. But Crypt of the Necrodancer is cool. Basically, you like have to move in time with the music, but you're still just doing like a dungeon crawl sort of experience. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. Well, yep. I I was if you gave me DDR roguelike, yeah, that's what I, I would want. play that shit. I, I mean, rhythm games shit. are basically already roguelikes, right? Because you just play a song and then you play a different song. Yeah, but what <laughs> if like what if that song is different every time? So, there's actually a lot of rhythm games that have options where you can set them to random so that the notes are random and that that can be like that. I actually, yeah. in my my, we found a setting where I could let you can mirror the notes. So you can like make it be 180 degrees from what it normally is. And I tried it and it was like a whole new game. Well, hey, I mean, <laughs> if you have a set of levels like that and then at the end you have to do some super thing. I mean, it sounds roguelike to me. Roguelike yeah. to me. Yeah, roguelike, yeah. actually, because you don't even get any saves. You don't. There's the well, yeah, the only thing you get is your skill improving, which is what you get. Which is what you would get in a normal roguelike, too. Yes. too. Yeah. Oh my god! I don't know how Nikki so keeps I just disabling made my camera, but she does hey, it. Stream, give me Sayonara as a roguelike. Ooh, Sayonara oh Wild Hearts roguelike. I play the fuck out of Sayonara Wild Hearts roguelike. Yeah, that would be interesting. That'd be um, interesting. Anyway, where can people find us? Well, actually, hold on. We have a quality time question. Anyway, for quality patrons. time question. What's up? <laughs> so Sand Squid asked this one, and he really wants us to ask this one. Um, and he's been waiting on this one. Apparently. Companies, it was revealed in the Epic and Apple battle in court, a lot of things, lots of things were revealed. One of them is that apparently companies like Activision and Epic have to pay Sony a certain amount uh, each month for cross-platform play. Oh my God. Do you still hear me? Yeah, I hear you. I heard streaming. All of my all of my USB devices just died. Okay. Okay. They're all back. What were you saying? Continue. Companies uh, have to pay Sony. Publishers need to pay Sony every month in order to have cross-platform play. Um, Depending, apparently, the cost goes up depending on the players, the the game's player base. Okay. And so his question is basically just what we think about that. Wait. Yeah, he didn't ask a question. Sand Squid, you're not allowed to ask quality time questions that don't have question marks. I know. I I followed it up. I said, "Is this is the question what we think about this?" And he said. Yes. So, um, right. uh, what do you think? Well, Sony has always been for- the cross-platform enemy, right? Like, yeah, they're not. A fan. Um, they've never been a fan of cross-platform. So, like, I mean, if that's what you gotta do to get Sony to be cross-platform, then I mean, it's shitty. 
it's a shitty practice. It's not good. It's like the Apple practice of like proprietorizing all your shit so that no one else can do interact with it in any way. But like, and yeah. I basically, I basically, I mean, if you're agree. thinking about it from a business perspective, it's like great job. You came up with the business. Your, your player base is in such demand that you can actually demand people pay you to be able to interact with your player base. So I guess from a business perspective, great job, but from like a, making the gaming world better perspective fuck you like that's so shitty yeah but it's like in my i don't know it, it, it is a different style of business practice it feel, what i was gonna say is it feels antiquated i mean it's still done all over the place but like uh i guess i was just going to say we don't see the same thing happening with like microsoft and steam games and whatever but i mean we did for a long know. time yeah we all did right? for a long like, time until Rocket League, even Microsoft was super resistant to cross-platform gameplay. Like everyone hated cross-platform until very recently. Yeah, and so it's yeah. it's, it's, it's a say, new thing. Yeah. Until these until these companies started switching to these like services models and like subscription like subscription based models for services. You know, did, Rocket this- League was the first one, right? Yeah, it, it, before that, the platform holders really weren't incentivized to yeah. support that kind of stuff. You made money by locking people into your uh, ecosystem. And I think maybe that's an element of why you see it coming out of Sony's more. I'm not sure. They didn't talk about Nintendo. It'd be interesting to see what Nintendo does. I can't imagine that. that Nintendo was... like. I'm sure that Nintendo did the same thing. I would be uh, yeah, so I would surprised think, I would think so, too. I would think so, too. It's it's in Microsoft's best interest to not provide those things because they need to like hit as wide as possible and everything like that. But it's a different business strategy, uh, business angle. So, anyway, that's what we think. That's what we think, Squid. Basically, we think it's shitty, and they should stop. <laughs> we think it's shitty... Uh, I was going to say something else. What we really think is that everyone should just play games on PC and then this won't be a problem. Right, Anthony? Uh, (laughs) I mean, birthday hot take from Skylar. (laughs) Dude, I think the Xbox strategy is where it's at. Play on PC if you want to for our games. And then if you don't have money or something and you still want a console, play them there instead. And then (laughs) who gives a fuck who you play with? Yep. Game Pass coming to PlayStation. You heard it here first. There you go. All right, Game Pass everybody. coming to Discord, which is coming to PlayStation or whatever. That would be. I hope Discord's coming to Game Pass. <laughs> All right. If All you right. want more information about what the fuck we're doing, <laughs> we don't know that. So we, if this we don't was know such a super high quality podcast that you wanted more, or you wanted to find out more information about our studio, because we are a studio, we are working on a game, uh, a roguelike rhythm game. It's not a roguelike. Excuse me? I, I wish. <laughs> Maybe game two. You never know. You never know. Uh, you know, side spinoff here. Gary V just wrapped up his NFT um, auction. Okay. And your boy is the proud or- owner of Amped II. So it's Amped II is a piece of Gary V intellectual property that he's working to develop for the next 45 years. He... I, on by purchasing this, I also got a pass to VCon for the next three years and all this stuff. But I'm just saying, Gary V. I think Gary V. is super open to a rhythm game roguelike with all of his new amped II benevolent barn owl characters, and he would just be so thrilled. Game two, 
the right. roguelike rhythm game. Anthony's dream is to have with Gary animals v, to work with, with Gary animals, v, so. Skyler. With animals, I, I, would, I like it and alliteration. Like I'm in. Uh, <laughs> so uh, kokoalaentertainment.com. <laughs> Love you all. Thanks for watching. See you. Discord, join in. Yeah, join the Discord. Shit's coming. We say that every time, but I promise it's actually coming sometime soon. Yeah, it's not my fault. E3 is the thing. Bye. Bye.